0: Welcome to the One Crossing podcast. Here you can find past sermons along with other exclusive content. Our prayer is that God will move in your life even when you are on the go. We hope you enjoy this message.
1: Well, Crossing Church. How you doing? You all right? I'm going to preach the word at you right now. Actually, I'm not. Um, uh, I, uh, I want to welcome all of our campuses joining with us all across this region. If you're uh, one of our inside locations, we're thankful for each and every one of you. If you're online, God bless each one of you. It'll be a blessing to you as well. And you know how you know when you're getting old. It's it's when you have to depend on your kids for like networking and connections. And uh, uh, a couple of years ago, we were at a conference uh, that... The independent christian churches do called spire and uh at that conference uh, there was a guy that spoke named carlos Whitaker, and i was sharing that and what he did was just just a, it was just an amazing uh, and i'll share that in a little bit but uh i, I was uh, i really really appreciated what he had to share and uh i called my daughter i think this is what happened because she's here she's right over there I called my daughter and I said uh, I was talking about that and she goes. Oh, yeah I mean, I know them they go to the church that I go to and blah blah blah, like that And so we worked it out so that uh, Carlos Whitaker could come here and share that message With all of you and uh, was also going to be able to share at uh, the uncommon men's conference and that was uh, 2020 and you know, so uh, we would we just we just pressed pause and here we are at uncommon 2021 and carlos is here let me just say this um what he's going to share with you and there's a lot of times when when you can be in an event or um listen to a speaker and, and it's really good and you know it's engaging uh but then there are things that there's times when you hear a speaker and it's like i need to do some work like I need to do some spiritual work. And uh, I, I don't need to let this thing just kind of fall. I need to, I need to engage with this and I, I need to engage with the Holy Spirit and I need to let him do some heavy lifting in my life and I need to cooperate with that. And that's what's gonna happen to all of you at all of our, all of our locations. So I want you to help me to give a crossing welcome to Carlos Whitaker. Would you do that right now?
0: All right. Crossing. How are you guys? Yes, so excited to be with you. Uh, No pressure after that introduction. Wow, I'm excited. You know, you you hear that. He's kind of like, you're going to have to do some work when you hear Carlos. So no pressure at all the campuses. I'm honored uh, to be here this weekend with you guys. I do want to correct one thing, though. My name is not Carlos. It's Carlos. So, uh, listen, I I know what part of the country I'm in. I I bet you guys can roll your R's at every single campus here in this room. Could you make me feel welcome and just give me a hello, Carlos? Hello, Carlos. Wow, that was bad. But that's okay. We're not here to learn about how to say my name correctly. Uh, but, but I tell you, I, I, I want to introduce myself because um, I, we're family, right? We're family, like already. like I I, just, I can see it in your eyes, see it in your eyes, we're, we're family. Uh, and, and family, sometimes we get together and we have a little bit harder conversations uh, than, than you would with your friends. And I'm here to have a family conversation with you guys. You see, all of us have things in our lives that are keeping us away from the full potential that God has for us in our lives. You See, God has incredible plans for every single one of you. I'm I'm talking about like, you, you can't even fathom how incredible the plans are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. The plans God has for you are incredible. But there's things that are in the way of us and those plans. And you know, for for some of you, you may think, oh yeah, I totally know that this message is for my spouse, right? Because you're going to talk about like how to help them get past whatever it is that's keeping them from their full God-given potential. Yes, I can't wait for them to hear it. But the truth is, is this message is for you. Every single one of us have things that are holding us back from the true potential that God has for us from the miracle signs and wonders that God has for us. And and, and I want to tell you for just a few minutes my story and give you a few keys that I feel like can unlock victory in your life. So here's the deal. Blessings come at various moments in our lives. I I happened to be about 10 years ago in one of the most like incredible seasons of blessing I've ever been in. Like ever. You guys know those seasons of life where like everything is going good? Like for some of you guys that may have only lasted a day of your life, but you had that one day where everything went good. And I happened to be in like a, a year period where like I couldn't even make a mistake. Everything was going so good. And and I, I, I literally have like video evidence of God's glory falling on my life, like video proof. You see, I, I was um in the car Well, I was actually about to release a worship record, my very first worship record with Integrity Music. And I was in the car with my wife and kids about two weeks before my record was going to come out. And that Beyonce song, All the Single Ladies, came on. You guys know that song? Don't act like you don't know that song. I know you guys know that song. And so it came on, and so my kids were singing All the Single Ladies. So I pulled out my phone to record my kids singing All the Single Ladies. Well, I decided to tell my son, who at the time was like two, that he, in fact, was not a single lady. I thought it was kind of funny. He did not. And as I'm recording the video, he starts crying. And I thought, this is pretty funny. So I almost sent it to my mom in LA, but my wife said, no, 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 no. You should upload this to that brand new website called YouTube. Well, little did I know, 24 hours later, after recording this video, this would happen. Watch this.
1: The Whitaker family of Atlanta was in the car just singing along to Beyonce's hit song, Single Ladies. And then the family fun took an unexpected turn.
0: You. Missa, you're not a single lady, buddy. I'm a single lady. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You're a single, single lady. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I buddy. I was just kidding. Lady. I just you kidding. Can you can do it. Buddy, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, buddy. You're a single lady, okay? Okay? Here we go. If, if you like an 80 letter letter ring on it. If you like it. Sorry. Did that hurt your feelings? You can be a single lady if you want, okay? I'm a horrible father. Do you want to be a single lady? Sure, you can give that a round of applause. So, <laughs> So, this video goes viral. 7.2 million people see it in one night. We're on Good Morning America. We're on the Today Show. We're on the Ellen Show. We're on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. We're on Fox and Friends. Wolf Blitzer even interviewed me. Like there wasn't a war happening in the world somewhere. We were the news on planet Earth. And, and, and here's the crazy thing is this video goes viral. And then two weeks later, after the video goes viral, my record comes out and it goes number one across planet Earth. I mean, it's the number one worship record like on planet Earth, and it was really like a mediocre album. It wasn't very good, I'm not a very good singer. But but, but because this video went viral, the blessings of God just were flowing all over my life. My family and I actually got flown to Los Angeles a few months later, got picked up in a limousine, got driven to the Staples Center, walked down a red carpet, and on national television, we won the People's Choice Award for viral video of the year, I won a trophy for making my son cry. (laughs) Like that's how good life was, right? And I'm telling you, when life is that good, you start walking with a swagger. You start thinking, I can do no wrong, you know? And and, and here's the danger when life is really good. Here we go, Er, strong right turn. Here we go, ready? When life is that good, we have a tendency to start believing that we are the ones responsible for the blessings in our life. And and there could be nothing further from the truth. You see, scripture doesn't say every good and perfect gift comes from my hustle. (laughs) It's not what it says. It says every good and perfect gift, every, not some, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And we start believing our own hype and I began to believe my own hype. And here's the danger. When, when, when I was believing my own hype, I, I, I'll never forget, it was a few months after that video goes, went viral, and I remember thinking, like, things are so good, like, I'm touring with Hillsong, and, and I mean, it was, it was amazing, and I was introduced to, to, sin, to this new sinful behavior in my life, and I remember seeing it going, like, man, that looks really appetizing. I wonder if I could have some of that, and so you know what I did? I, like, stuck my toe in it for a second, and then I stuck my toe out, and I'll never forget, like, nobody found out. Hey, that actually felt pretty good. That was amazing. I wonder if I could do that again. So the next day, I stuck my toe in it a little longer. Then I put my toe out, hey, 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 look at that. Still nobody knows. Wow. I'm still leading worship in front of thousands of people. This is amazing. Let me do it again. So the next day I jumped all the way into sin and then I hopped right back out. Nobody found out. And the next thing you know, I'm going in and out and in and out. And I'm actually now dancing between light and dark. But here's the thing, friends. If you've been around long enough, you know that you can't dance between light and dark. And before I knew it, that dancing turned into drowning. And and, and this one behavior, this one habit in my life that started off really small, I was completely, completely overwhelmed with. And I remember begging God, God, help me stop. I don't want to do this anymore. And then one day, we were, we were living in a condo. We just moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And I'll never forget my, my kids. They weren't much bigger than that video. We were in the back of the condo uh, playing, and my wife was, was cooking dinner. And I remember walking, walking in the front kitchen to ask her what was for dinner. And as I was walking up the hallway, I mean, it smelled amazing. I was like, hey, Heather, babe, what's for dinner? Like, it smells so good. And she didn't answer me. I walked around the corner, and I saw like the the pot was still on the stove, but she wasn't in there. And I'd passed all the rooms, and my heart started to beat a little faster. Then I looked out on the back patio, and she wasn't there, and I sprinted around. I sprinted into the driveway, and I saw that the minivan was gone. And I sprinted back inside to grab my backpack and my laptop, and it was gone too. And I knew in that moment that I was no longer dancing between light and dark. I was drowning. I'd been discovered. So I sprinted to the back and I grabbed my three kids and I put them on the bed. And with tears in my eyes, I began to apologize to them. I said, Daddy's made a big mistake. Please forgive me, Dad. I promise everything's gonna be okay. I don't know what's about to happen. And before I could finish my speech to my kids, there was a knock on the front door. And it was my best friend, Blake, and his wife, Allie. And he just had a look of pity on his face and he said, Heather knows everything. Your secret's out. She wants the kids and she wants you out. And so began the darkest season of my life. This sin that I had begged God to take away from me had ruined absolutely everything in my life. And don't think that I didn't want to stop. I did want to stop. But for some reason, I couldn't stop. And you guys know what I'm talking about. You want with everything inside of you to stop sinning, but no book, no podcast, no sermon can kind of get you out of it. And so I moved out of my house. I moved in with my friend Blake and his family, and I would shake my fist at God every single night. I would curse at God every night. Why didn't you give me the strength to deal with this sin? Look, it's taken away my family. Months, I'm texting my wife, apologizing. Will you please forgive me? Nothing. Divorce papers, signed, sent to me. My kids, devastated. My career, devastated. My faith, devastated. My friendships, devastated. And I was so angry. And I was, this was about four months later, I'm living in a room, spare room with Blake's house and I was at my wit's end, and I got one, one text from a friend, and it was one scripture. It was the first time that I felt any hope. And this is a scripture that it said, it was First Peter 5.10. Now the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you Now, if there was a period after support you, that would be the greatest scripture in the Bible, right? That's great. That would be awesome. But unfortunately, there's a few more words. After you have what? Oh, so you're telling me there's going to be suffering. Yeah, Christianity is not a vacation. We live in a fallen world. But also, there's not a period after suffered. There's two more words. What are they? Suffered a little. Now, can I tell you why this felt like a mockery to me? Four months living in Blake's spare bedroom did not feel like a little. It did not. But in this moment, I made a decision that I'm going to trust the Scripture. Okay, God, you're going to personally restore, establish, strengthen and support me. Okay, I'm in. So I began to gaze at God and glance at life. I began to stop gazing at life and glancing at God. All my attention was on God. And I began to change, and things began to shift in me. And I began to stop trying to fix my marriage and instead fix my relationship with Jesus. And things began to shift, and my friends began to talk. And for a few more months, I'm just, I'm starting to, things are shifting. I'm seeing the scripture beginning to happen in my life, and then I will never forget. Months after this, for the first time, my phone buzzes, and I see Heather's name on my phone. And it just said, coffee, question mark. And I was like, yes, (laughs) exclamation point. And we met. And she said, is what I hear about you true? And I knew she wouldn't believe a word I said, so I said, you can watch. And she watched from a distance. Then she watched from this distance. Then she watched from this distance. And the God of all grace, seven months later, who called me to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, firstly restored, established, strengthened and supported my marriage and that family that I lost, they're waiting for me right now in Nashville, Tennessee, because God brings beauty from ashes. <laughs> he, he does. Now, now here's the thing. We, we went to therapy, we went to counseling, we did all the things you're supposed to do and things got better. That sin issue in my life, I got i got like 70% better. It was like awesome. I was like, man, I'm starting to feel good. And so like, we're in therapy for like two more years and, and I'll, I'll I'll never forget looking at my therapist, Al. Two years later, after going to therapy for like two more years, we're done with marriage counseling now. He's like, well, you need to stay. You got more stuff to work on. So like I'm looking at Al. I need you to imagine the one person you know named Al. You got it? That's exactly what my therapist looks like. You got it? Okay. And I looked at Al and I was like, Al, am I done? Like, bro, like I've been, I'm paying you a lot of money. Like how long is this going to go on? He's like, oh, you're almost done. You have to figure out one more thing. I said, what? He said, you have to figure out why you keep rubbing crap on your blessings. I heard some of you guys go, hmm. That's what I said. I was like, wait, you're my Christian therapist. You can't say that word. He said, no, 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 that's what's happening. Take a look at the timeline of your life. Every single time God gives you a blessing, you find a way to ruin it because you don't believe you deserve it. And if you can't figure out why, you're going to do it again when he said, you're going to do it again, it scared me to death. So I sprinted outside. I got in my minivan and I I called my dad, the the wisest man I know, my dad, Fermin Agustin Whitaker. And I said, dad, he said, Carlitos, what do you need? I said, Al just told me that I rub crap on my blessings and I need you to tell me why. He goes, oh, I know why you rub crap on your blessings. I said, you do. He said, oh, let me tell you a story. I was like, no, dude, Dad, I don't have time for your stories. Just tell me. He said, no, let me tell you a story. Now, before I tell you the story my dad told me, I need you to see a picture of my dad so you can get in your head what my dad looked like. Okay, so here's a picture of my father. There, look at him. My father is a first generation black immigrant from Cologne, Panama, came to America in 1960 with $20 cash and a shoe shine kit. He shined shoes at LAX for three years, made enough money for one semester at LA Community College. Got straight A's, got a scholarship to the next semester, got straight A's. My dad is now, hold your applause, doctor for me in Agustin He's the American dream, right? <laughs> because in this country, we can pull that off, but he just makes me feel so lazy all the time. He's, he's done so well. And so I tell you that because just so you know how hard of a worker my, my father is, he's also a preacher. And he said, Carlitos, let me tell you a story. When I was in Panama preaching my very first revival, now, I know some of you guys are thinking I've seen that man somewhere before. Right? I know you've seen it before. Actually, because this is actually also a picture of my dad. Can we put the other picture up? <laughs> my dad is the emoji! The first time I saw that, I was like, Daddy! Uh, I don't even text him I love you anymore. I just send him that emoji a hundred times a day. We just need to lighten up the mood. We're talking heavy. Now listen. He said, When I was in Panama preaching my very first revival, I gave the invitation. And nobody came to the front. But one very old lady, Ms. Ramirez, comes from the back of the church to the front. And she's crying and she says, Pastor, can you pray for me? And my dad said, sure, I'll pray for you. Pastor, can you pray that God would clean the cobwebs from my life? my dad said, oh, that's a very poetic prayer. So he prayed, Lord, clean the cobwebs from Mr. Ramirez's life. He says, Carlitos, night number two, Mr. Ramirez comes to the front again. And she's still crying and she said, Pastor, can you pray harder that God would clean the cobwebs from my life? So he said, he prayed a little harder, put some salt and pepper on the prayer. Lord, clean the cobwebs from Mr. Ramirez's life. He says, Carlitos, night numero tres, Mr. Ramirez comes to the front again. And she's still crying. And she says, Pastor, one more time, can you pray that God would clean the cobwebs for my life? And my dad said, he looked her square in the eyes and said, no. We have been praying the wrong prayer. Tonight we do not pray he cleans the cobwebs. Tonight we pray he kills the spider. And when he said that, every hair I don't have on my head stood up. Because I knew why he told me that story. He says, Galitos, you are a professional cobweb cleaner. You can't keep going to your therapist, Al's office and clean the cobwebs. You must find the root and kill the spider. And so I did. I started going to Al and I found that spider. I cornered that spider and I killed that spider and things began to shift. But can I tell you something? You can't just kill a spider in a therapist's office. The only way to truly kill a spider is with the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in your life. That is the only way. You see, we we live in a culture that we want shortcuts. We want to walk down the self-help aisle at Barnes and Noble and find freedom. But this is the only place you're going to find freedom. Like the word of God is literally living and active. And so... Really quickly, for just a few minutes, lean in with me because I believe that if some of you guys really take hold of what I'm about to explain to you tonight, today, wherever you're at watching this, everything can change. So let's put some definitions in spiders and cobwebs. Okay, so a spider is this. Everybody has them. A spider is an agreement you have made with a lie. Every single person watching this at every campus, every location, everyone in this room, we all have spiders. Not just one spider, but many spiders. Spiders are agreements we've made with lies. This is the problem. But we don't hang out in this world because this is too hard to do. So instead, we clean the cobwebs. If a spider's an agreement we've made with the lie, what's a cobweb? A cobweb is a medicating behavior that brings false comfort to the lie. See, this is where we spend all of our time. This is where we spend all our time, okay? Agreements with lies, that's hard to get to, but medicating behaviors that make you feel better about the lie, man, that stuff's easy, right? What are some common cobwebs? Alcohol, pornography, affairs, lying, shopping, workaholism. These are all medicating behaviors. Like, if you don't know what your cobweb is, just lean over and ask your family. They'll tell you what it is. See. Those are easy to find, and we love to clean the cobwebs, but that'll never give you freedom. Just throwing away the alcohol, putting a padlock on the liquor cabinet, putting a password on your phone so you don't look at pornography, that's just cleaning the what? Cobwebs. you see? Now, all of that, that's fine. I think it's kind of helpful, but the only way to find true freedom is to identify the lie that you believe that you're medicating. You break that agreement with the lie, and you're free. I'm telling you, friends, that's where you need to go. Stop cleaning the cobwebs, but kill the spider. In order to kill the spider, we got to find it. How do we find it? What do we do? How do we find the spider? Well, here's where some of you guys are going to have to hang on. The only way to find your spider is to ask Holy Spirit to tell you what it is. That's right. God himself will tell you the agreement with the lie that you've made. How? How do we hear from God? How in the world can we hear from God? Well, step one, we hear from God when we pay attention. Everyone in this room and every campus say, pay attention. Holy Spirit is speaking all the time, like all the time. That's his job, is to communicate with us. And so if he's speaking all the time and we're not hearing, well, we're probably not paying attention. You see, When you start to lower the volume of life, the volume of Holy Spirit goes up. So many of us are like, well, how do I hear? How do I hear? Well, lower the volume of life. Start to pay attention. You'll see. You know, my wife and I, we were, first time I I, I encountered paying attention and seeing Holy Spirit move and speak to me in a very direct way. Uh, We were on our way home from... Uh, Ireland. It it was like our 15th wedding anniversary, and if you guys have ever gone overseas, like on the way over there, you're super excited, right? Like you're excited, you've saved up all your money, but on the way home, like you're jet-lagged, and you spent all your money, and you just want to get home, right? So we're in the Detroit County Airport, and she's exhausted. She's not laughing at any of my jokes anymore, like I just, I need to get my wife home. So I know that she loves P.F. Chang's, and there's a P.F. Chang's in the Detroit County Airport, and I was like, sweet! So I was like, hey, babe, you want to go to P.F. Chang's? And she kind of lightened up. So I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So I go in, I order her favorite letter wraps, lettuce wraps. It's like, awesome. She's eating those. She's getting a little happier. I'm like, this is awesome. So at the end, I, she's almost back in a good mood. And I was like, I'm going to tell her one, one, one funny story, just really quickly. And I was like, hey, babe, <laughs> remember that time I was, I was leading worship and um, my, my percussion player, uh, he forgot his egg shaker. You guys know those egg shakers? I go, chick, chick---." chika, Well, he forgot it. So we had to run to Guitar Center really quickly and buy an egg shaker, but they were out of shakers in the shape of eggs. They only had one shaker left in the whole Guitar Center, and it was in the shape of a banana, which was a little awkward for him, but whatever. So then I go and I play my worship set, and the whole time I'm looking over and I'm seeing him closing one eye and just shaking this banana up in the air. And I think it's pretty funny, like five of you thought But like the rest of you, my wife didn't think it was funny. And she literally looked at me, she said, babe, the the banana story's not funny. Can we just go home? Fine. Check, please. So the server brings our check. And on top of every check wrapped in shrink wrap at every Chinese restaurant you've ever been to is a what? Fortune cookie. And I grabbed my fortune cookie and I opened it. And I slid out my fortune. And I began to freak out. And I'm looking at her, she's like, what? And I slowly turn this fortune around, and what was the one word on my fortune? Banana. Banana. I need you all to freak out more than you're freaking out. Because I've opened, I don't know how many thousand of fortune cookies in my life, and it's never been the fruit I was just talking about. Come on. And so I'm freaking out, and she starts dying laughing when she sees it. She thought Holy Spirit was funny, but not me. And this is what she says. This is what my wife says to me. She goes, we serve a whimsical God. If you're just looking for God in the serious, you're gonna miss half of him. We serve a fun God. And I began to freak out. And I took that fortune home. She said, you've got to pay attention. I took that fortune home. I put it in a frame next to my bed. Literally, when I roll over every single day, I think we have a photo of it. It's like right there. <laughs> And I'm reminded every morning when I wake up to pay attention. That's why it's there because you've got to pay attention. Holy Spirit is speaking all the time. Now, half of you guys are, th- are saying, that's amazing. Holy Spirit speaks. The other half of you are like, well, that's called a coincidence, right? Well, sure. I want you to hang on to that for 30 seconds. Because here's the truth. The more you pay attention and the more you ask God specific questions, the more you realize that this stuff happens every single day. God is speaking to us all the time. So if it's step one to get to our spider is to pay attention. Step two is to ask questions. We hear from God when we ask questions, very specific questions. We serve a conversational God. Prayer is not just a speech that we're lobbing into the sky. You guys understand that he speaks to us. We speak to him. He speaks to us. So how do we, how do we hear him? Like, how do we get specific? You know, our prayers are so vague, and I know why they're vague. I know why mine used to be vague. It's because, like, we're scared if we get too specific and he doesn't answer. It kind of freaks us out a little bit, right? Like, oh, it's maybe he's not real. But I'm telling you, we serve a very specific God. One story with a friend of mine that asked me to teach him how to hear God specifically. He said, Carlos, I, I don't know how to hear God. I said, okay, that's fine. Meet me at Crema Cafe, which is downtown Nashville. So we meet at Creme Cafe, and he has his moleskin notebook and his pay- pen, and I think he, he thinks I'm going to teach him, like, A plus B equals hearing from God. But I said, you're going to hear from God right now. He's like, dude, I've never heard from God. I go, no, no, you're going to hear from him right now. Okay, like, what do I do? I said, I want you to ask God where you and I should go to lunch after we have coffee. He's going to tell me where we're going to go to lunch? <laughs> That's stupid. No, he, he really will. You're telling me that guy, and he's arguing with me now about hearing from God. I said, just do it. So he goes, okay. So he kind of crossed his fingers like this, aimed his head up, kind of looked at me. was like, dear God, where should me and Carlos go to lunch? Amen. Like maybe you have to say amen for God to hear you. So then I just let him sit there, super uncomfortable for like a minute. He's like looking around, he keeps picking up his phone. I don't know if he thinks God's gonna text him, but he's like, looking at his phone. He's like, I, I don't hear anything. I said, did you, when you prayed that, did you sense something? Did you like, did you see something? He was like, oh, feelings? Everybody's got feelings. Like, I don't know if that was God. I go, don't edit. We, we have a tendency to edit Holy Spirit way too often. Don't edit the Holy Spirit. When you asked him, did you feel like he told you something? And he didn't want to say it, but I know we saw something and I kept pushing him. He finally goes, okay, I did see that Thai restaurant over in Titan Stadium parking lot. It's called Thai Phuket. I go, okay, awesome. Was it God? He goes, I don't know. I said, well, let's go. So guess what? We go to Thai Phuket. Jesus did not appear in the steam of our Thai soup. (laughs) The waiter did not walk out and look like Jesus. It was just a normal lunch. We'd actually forgotten that we'd asked God where to go to lunch we get the check. We leave. We walk out to the parking lot. Marcus gets on his motorcycle. I unfortunately am a little older. I get in my minivan. And as he gets on that motorcycle, this man comes running out of Thai Phuket. I mean, sprinting out, shaking his finger like this. And he goes, hey man, hey man, you, hey man, you. And he runs up to us and he goes, you're gonna think I'm crazy, man. You're gonna think I'm crazy, man. You're gonna think I'm crazy, man. And we were like, yes. He goes, you're I'm crazy, man. He looks at Marcus, he goes, do you sometimes work on your laptop over at that coffee shop called Frothy Monkey in 12th South? Marcus was like, yeah. He goes, man, you're going think I'm crazy, but I was in there the other day, and I was reading my Bible, and you came walking in there. And, oh, my God, I felt like God told me to pray for you, but I was too chicken because that was weird. And you walked out, and I never thought I'd see you again. But then I'm sipping on my soup in here, and you came walking in, and I was like, oh, my God, it's him. And I couldn't let you leave again. So Holy Spirit was like, Chase you. So I chased him. Can I please pray for you? Marcus's eyes got this big. And I got in my minivan and left him in that parking lot all by himself with that weird man. Marcus calls me 10 minutes later, his voice trembling. God answered my specific questions. Friends, God answers us. He speaks to us All the time. We have to lower the volume of life. We've got to pay attention. We will hear him. So what's the specific question right now? Here it is. What is my spider? What is the agreement I've made with the lie? Not what's my habit. We know what our habit is. What's the agreement I've made with the lie that's causing it? And here's the deal. When he reveals it to you, to kill it, it's simple. Okay? I wrote an entire book called Kill the Spider, There's only three pages on actually how to kill it because it's really easy. Finding the spider is the hard part, but find the spider wasn't nearly as good of a title. This is how you kill the spider. When you get the lie, you confess the lie with your lips. You reject the lie and you replace the lie with God's truth. There it is. I've told you it's not complicated. You confess the lie. Lord, I confess the lie that I am unloved. You reject the lie. Lord, I reject the lie and I send it to the foot of the cross and then you replace the lie with, I am fully loved as a child of yours. That's how you do it. You do it. Every, I do it every single day. Confess the lie, reject the lie, replace the lie. Spiders die all over. How do you know it's dead? Romans 8:6. for the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. You're going to know when you have that peace. How do you know it's dead again? A thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in the half. No. In abundance. In the full. You're going to know when suddenly you have this life to the full. And, and, and I know sometimes when it comes to hearing from God and asking him specific questions, it is going to feel sometimes a little complicated. You, you may feel like, oh, man, Carlos gave me all these things to do. I don't, I don't know if I can pull this off. But I promise you, if you try it, continue to try it and fail and try it and fail, you're gonna hear from God and he's gonna tell you specifically the agreement with the lie that you've made. And I've got one image I wanna show you guys that, that I think is gonna explain this and tie it up in a little bit of a bow. My, my family and I, we were camping in the high Sierras a few years ago. And my kids had gone into the tent for the night and it was just my wife and I by the campfire having this romantic moment. I'd I just done this thing, you know? And I, and I got her, right? I'm like, sweet, this is awesome. Kids are in bed, fire, 30,000 stars in the sky. I mean, it was the most beautiful stars you've ever seen. And right when I'm about to put my moves on, she's like, hey, hey, baby, baby, hang on. Can, can you take a picture of the stars? I was like, well, I mean, I guess. He's like, yeah, go grab the camera. We have this nice fancy camera that I don't know how to use, but I went and I, I grabbed it. And if you don't know how to use a fancy camera, it's got all the buttons and the dials and the knobs. What mode do you put the camera on? Well, auto mode, right? Well, why do you put it on Auto mode. This is going to take the picture. So I put the camera in auto mode. I aimed that puppy at the 30,000 stars. And this is a picture that I took. You can laugh. It's okay. Won't hurt my feelings. I don't know. There's like seven stars. So I walked over to my wife and I said, hey, babe, how, how, how is this? And she said, babe, do you know how expensive that camera is? I know that that camera can take a picture of the 30,000 stars, but there's only seven stars. I said, yeah, but I don't know how to do it. She goes, I know you don't, but don't you have a friend that does? Now the romantic moment is completely over and I'm texting my professional photographer friends in Nashville. I'm like, Jeremy, bro, Heather wants me to take a picture of 30,000 stars, but I took a picture and I only got seven. He goes, is the camera in auto mode? I said, yeah, he goes, oh, you can't capture the abundance of stars in auto mode. It has to be in manual mode. I said, yeah, bro, but I don't know how to do that. I I, I don't know how to use this camera. He goes, I know you don't know how. I'm going to tell you how, and you're going to mess up. But I promise if you keep trying, you're going to get it. First, you have to find the aperture. And you have to lower the aperture from 8.2 to 1.2. I'm like, what's an aperture? So it took me 15 minutes. I finally found the aperture. I cranked it from 8.2 to 1.2. He goes, that's not it. Then you have to find the ISO, and you have to crank up the ISO from 100 to 12,000. I was like, iso? It took me another 15 minutes to find the iso. Then I took a picture and it was completely white. I said, nope, that didn't work. He goes, you're not done yet. Now you have to find the shutter speed and you have to slow the shutter speed from 1 30th of a second to 30 seconds so all the light can invade the sensor and then you're going to see all the stars, but then if you hold it, it's going to be blurry. See, so now you have to put it on a tripod, you have to download an app on your phone, you have to remotely trigger it, and then you have to, and I just want a picture of the stars, man! Like, why has it got to be so complicated, right? And guess what? I tried it, and I failed, and I tried it, and I failed, and I tried it, and I failed, and I tried it, and I failed. And one and a half hours later, (laughs) I took a picture, and this was the picture that I took. Friends, can I tell you something? This is life with abundance. This is life when you've killed your spider. But can I tell you something? Can we put the other picture back up? So many of you guys are walking around, literally, walking around going, if we can get the other picture up, if you don't mind, walking around going like, hey, guys, look at my seven stars. How good is God? And I'm here to tell you, God did not send Jesus to die on a cross so you can have seven stars. Can we put the other picture back up? Jesus died on a cross so you can have 30,000 stars in your life. This is what's available to every single one of you guys. When you kill the spider. We're gonna to move to a time of decision now.
1: Told you. I don't need to add anything to that. You do. You do. I'm not gonna give you an invitation. You're gonna to listen to the Lord's invitation. Some of you, you don't wanna make a first time decision for Christ because it just, too many things, you just going too many things need to change in my life. It, it's, it's too hard. You know, I, I just don't think I can. Wait, well, no, you can't. But he already did and you need to accept that. You need to take a first step. You don't take all the steps today. You take a first step. There's gonna be somebody right over there by the baptistry, here at this location, all of our other locations right now. There'll be people up front that are ready to talk and pray with you. And the 26 victories you saw a little while ago from last week, they don't have to be all everybody else's. That can be your story. God wants to make that your story. Respond to him. Don't you think he's heard no long enough? And then we have these steps up here, right? These steps. All of our locations have steps at the stage. It's not for people getting up and getting down. It's for people to do business with God. What I want you to do today is I want you to take a step and come up here and start that first movement to kill a spider. Because I can't think of a better way than humbling yourself before God on your knees to say, I'm paying attention. Pay attention. Do you hear that voice? in your head right now? Do you hear that voice saying, you don't need to do that. You're good. It's fine. You're fine. This will be over in a little bit. Normal life is right outside the door. All of our locations, right? You hear that voice? That's not God. That's not God. God wants you to pay attention. And my God and your God, he still speaks. He made your mouth. He still speaks. Would you storm the gates of heaven with me today at all our locations, inside location, online? Storm the gates of heaven right now. Stand with me. pray with me. In Jesus' name, Heavenly Father. From our own point of view and from a worldly point of view, we're just a mess. We're just a a group of failures. And we're the only ones, at least that's what we feel like, like we're the only ones that really know how bad a failure we are. But you know, But for all of our failures, Father, your Son is more. And what he did was enough. So, Heavenly Father, I just want to take this time to let the world go quiet, for us to lean in to your voice and pay attention so that you can show us how to have the victory that you want for us to get out of the lower story and into the upper one, Father, right now. Give us courage to respond in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. A special thank you
0: to those of you that choose to give to this ministry. It's because of your generosity that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit thecrossing.net forward slash podcast for more information. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends tagging One Crossing on social media. Thank you so much for listening.